Hello and welcome to Logical, wherever you are listening. This is the regular weekly podcast from the Dubai-based law firm HPL Yamalaba and Pletka, still the Gulf region's first and only legal podcast. I'm Joe Elliott. I'm here with the firm's managing partner, Lubmila Yamalaba, high up in JLT, Jamiroquai Lakes Towers, and we are basking in the glorious winter sunshine of Dubai in 2020. Lubmila, good to see you. Good to see you too, and Happy New Year. Now, Logical is a weekly opportunity to consider legal questions particular to where you and I both currently live, the United Arab Emirates. Of course, wherever you are, you're welcome to get in touch for legal answers. The best way to find us is via lylawyers.com. Now, in this edition, Federal Decree Number 10 of 2019, and that is the new domestic abuse law. Now, Ludmilla, this is a first In UAE legal terms, it's the first law of its kind which addresses domestic abuse independent of any other general law. Let's start with an overview, if you would, of what the law sets out. Uh, sure. I mean, number one, the title of the law, it's uh, the Law uh, Protection Against Domestic Abuse Law. Mm-hmm. And Federal Decree Number 10, as you said, 2019. Interestingly enough, the law was actually published in the Official Gazette back in August of last year, but hasn't really quite uh, gotten much of uh, uh, media coverage or public coverage. And and yet it's an incredibly important law because, as you rightfully said, it is truly one of a, one of a kind and one of its kind, and that is to have a, a law that's dedicated exclusively to domestic abuse and obviously protection against domestic abuse. Now, Although the law is now specifically in the books, it's not to say that previously to this law, uh, there wasn't a way uh, to punish domestic abuse. Um, it was, in fact, punishable even before, but it was it was punished and addressed under the penal code or the criminal law, the UAE's criminal law. So it was not specifically dealt with. Now, as per this law, domestic abuse is, in addition to the criminal law, is now also... Uh, punished and punishable uh, as per this law. Um, so the two laws are not mutually exclusive. This law adds on and um, and further uh, qualifies uh, what sort of constitutes uh, domestic abuse to the criminal law. Now, with regards to its purpose, the purpose, obviously, as, as, the, as the title suggests, is to prevent domestic abuse, uh, but also to protect the sanctity of life, to correct behavior that is harmful to the family unit and women and children. So that's, in paraphrasing, uh, the law's own mission or objective. Uh, with regards to the definition of, of domestic abuse, and this is very important and, in a way, uh, groundbreaking, uh, domestic abuse is defined as any act, saying, harm, threat, offense um, that is committed by a member of the family against another member of the family, uh, that exceeds their um, guardianship, authority, or responsibility. Uh, even more interestingly, and uh, truly is groundbreaking, is that the law categorizes domestic abuse into four types. One, it's physical harm. Two, emotional and mental harm. Three, sexual harm, including harassment and assault. And then four, financial harm. And just those four categories specifically addressed in the law are truly a groundbreaking, in particular uh, in the context of, of this society where 
Uh, for example, a lot of the, the family issues are dealt uh, by um, under Sharia. And for example, financial support is um, is also covered, uh, family members is covered under Sharia. And, and that we see and hear a lot of complaints and grievances uh, that relate to, for example, denial of financial support to family members. Uh, well, as per this law now, um, any those kind of um, acts are also considered to be uh, domestic abuse, and this is truly important, and they are therefore punishable uh, under this law. Um, also, think about it, just the, the sexual harm or sexual assault um, and harassment is now specifically categorized as being domestic abuse, and therefore is punishable under this law. Um, and that too is um, culturally very it's quite groundbreaking because there haven't really been specific laws addressing, uh, for example, these kind of harassments uh, and how they should be um, uh, dealt with. Uh, now, even more interestingly, and the way the law defines family, so what is domestic abuse and, and how far down the family chain do you go uh, to, um, to be able to seek um, protection under this law? So the way the law defines family is anything including a husband, wife, their children, grandchildren, children of their spouses, parents, parents-in-law, and also relatives to the fourth degree, or children in the family's custody, um, as is defined in the law. So as you can see, the law is very specific in terms of the showing examples of, of who falls under under this law, and then also in its broad reach in terms of um, being able to, for victims to be able to seek protection against the extended family members. Domestic abuse, we now have a an official legal definition of here in the United Arab Emirates. So there's one thing I wanted you to just clear up if you would. Um, any act committed by any member of the family against any other member of the family, exceeding guardianship, authority or responsibility. Could you give an example of excessive guardianship or responsibility? Well, sure. So, for example, you can um, you can imagine how someone uh, who has custody of children or guardianship of children uh, perhaps wants to discipline them physically yeah. and how that someone could argue that they were acting within their uh, within their rights, uh, custodial rights or guardianship rights when they discipline that child. Well, I mean, now the law provides for avenue for victims to argue, well, this kind of inflicting physical harm exceeds one's um, authority uh, or responsibility and therefore cannot be, um, you know, cannot be used as a defense. Also, another example is um, the financial harm. So you can see, for example, how um, someone denying financial support to a family member and particularly elderly members of the family, be it uh, parents or parents-in-law. Uh, now, those particular acts can uh, can now also be uh, or are now protected under the law. Uh, and um, this is quite significant because we often see grievances and complaints of people that have gone through um, either divorce or even just in... Um, current kind of familial situations where um, a spouse or a child or a parent uh, complain that they do not have sufficient financial support to be able to exist. 
and or for example where the father is denying financial support to the children so this again obviously within reason uh, can now whenever can now also be claimed um, as domestic abuse under this law if obviously the parent is denying financial support to for example the children uh, and either wife or ex-wife uh, in support of those children to the point where the family can claim that they have, um, they do not have sufficient means to, for example, exist. So not only is this now sort of, let's say, a matter under, you know, as a, as a divorce matter, but it is clearly a crime. And until then, denying financial support, it wasn't even really covered under the penal law. The realization of domestic abuse, facing up to domestic abuse is one thing, but reporting domestic abuse is something else uh, entirely. Fear of retribution by somebody accused is obviously something right at the front of mind for a person who's suffered abuse. What does the law offer in terms of protection for those who do suffer domestic abuse at the hands of another family member? Well, one, and this is outside of my my legal jurisdiction, is that the issue that we know victims often face is um, is more psychological or mental uh, and emotional, and that's really where they should seek um, professional help, uh, because there are many victims that live in these abusive relationships, and. Um, even knowing that the law exists now it will not necessarily help them come forward. So they truly would benefit tremendously from seeking professional help that will help them, uh, I guess, find the courage uh, to deal with uh, with these kinds of matters and, and be able to, um, to bring them to light and, and um, disclose them. But from the legal perspective, the law uh, offers or introduces yet another legal sort of novel concept and that is that's similar. What's called a protection order, which is, in legal terms, is similar to what is otherwise known as an injunction. And that is the ability for a public prosecutor and um, from a court to issue an order preventing somebody from not from not doing something. Uh, in other words, preventing an abuser from contacting the witness, for example, or the victim for example, uh, or from not just contacting the victim, but even um, going and, and, and um, attending uh, certain events and places where the victim may be, uh, may, may spend time. And the law is actually quite specific about that. And this is really important because uh, such um, legal recourse does not really exist under the UAE legal system in general, and that is the, the, the ability of a court to prevent somebody from doing something. So the court doesn't usually issue orders uh, prohibiting, for example, someone from doing something. But in this case, now there is there is an opportunity, there's a mechanism um, that uh, the authorities have to issue orders prohibiting someone from contacting the victim. And that's, you know, that's truly a groundbreaking uh, concept. Now, with regards to the penalties, uh, so if you violate uh, this protective order, there's a penalty of three months uh, of imprisonment, and that's quite serious. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then in addition to that, uh, in addition to the imprisonment, there's also and or option of uh, imposing a fine on the abuser. And the fine can range from anywhere 1,000 dirhams to 10,000 dirhams. And that's, uh, that's uh, in the 
in the context of the protective order. Now, if um, the protective order is violated more than once, uh, then the penalty can be doubled. And that means you know, the, the prison sentence can be doubled as well as the financial uh, fine can be doubled. Now, once somebody has um, been accused, you know, not accused, has been ordered to have committed uh, domestic abuse, and this is in addition to or, or separate from the protective order, then the court can issue punishment of imprisonment um, of six months and or fine not exceeding 5,000 dirhams. Uh, and so, and if the crime is committed again within a year uh, from the same from the last crime, then the court um, must double the punishment. Um, so, all in all, it could be punishment of up to a year in prison and um, ten thousand dirhams of fines. Does the law offer anything in terms of mediation? Say, for example, in a case of financial harm, you mentioned uh, financial harm earlier, and possibly more importantly, does the law uh, say anything in terms of counseling for, for abuse victims? Uh, the law does provide for uh, for mediation, and in fact, it makes it mandatory, and that is mm. whenever a, a complaint is being brought to, in this case, public prosecutor, the public prosecutor has the obligation to try to mediate. Now, the option of mediation is quite uh, similar to many other family issues or familiar issues that are being addressed in courts here. And that is usually, for example, in divorces, um, the court employees always mediate or try to schedule a mediation or two or three sometimes between the parties to see if, um, if matters can be resolved uh, in other ways. Um, so mediation, again, is being introduced here as, um, as a step in the process. Uh, and in fact, it is, uh, it's an obligation for the authorities to, to try to mediate. Now, in terms of counseling, the law doesn't specifically state that uh, counseling is, um, is, is required, uh, but um, certainly the, the hope is, and I would imagine the, the authorities have the, the, or the courts in particular, will have the authority to um, issue those, um, uh, those kinds of remedies um, as the time goes on. The law highlights that domestic abuse is being taken very seriously. It's an issue that really needs to be brought out into the open. It's an international uh, problem. All too often, uh, issues like this are cloaked in family secrecy, particularly in conservative uh, or more conservative uh, cultures. I know this is something, a subject that you really wanted to tackle in a podcast. That's why we're talking about this today. But just really, Ludmilla, final thoughts on the introduction of the law. Well, it's, um, it's actually a lot more applicable and a lot more relevant to so many more people than I ever thought it would be. Uh, so, for example, we see an increasing number of divorce matters. And um, this is not unexpected, given the UAE is uh, an expat community and uh, so many families move here and then find out that you know, their circumstances have changed and and they um, um, go se- try to go separate ways mm-hmm. and um, it, because this is a uh, this is not their home turf uh, one and two so many of the families here are so incredibly multi layered in terms of nationalities citizenships and cultures religions they're very very mixed and so when the time comes to uh, trying to legally separate. Uh, and go their separate, uh, separate ways, it becomes extremely difficult because, for example, something as, as, um, perhaps uh, simple in other jurisdictions as a choice of law. 
can be can become a very protracted um, issue in the the legal separation. And in the meantime, you have children and you have parents that are fighting and bickering. Uh, and so what we've seen is um, um, such such things such as you know, cutting financial support is often uh, is often used as as, as leverage uh, quite um, quite quickly in the process. Uh, also, um, uh, the emotional harm. There's a lot of sort of emotional, perhaps guilt trip or bullying uh, that uh, often, sadly, uh, uh, kind of moves on from between the bickering from the from between the parents to the children. At least, kind of spills over into the into the children's. Uh, realm, and so you can see that there's there's potential for a lot of emotional uh, damage and suffering in these kinds of proceedings. And so, um, I mean, the hope is that uh, let's say in that particular case when parents do separate, uh, that they now know of this law and they keep it in mind because one or the other parent or even the children can claim this law to perhaps. Um, um, Bring a little more civility into into the into the home and into sort of the ultimate uh, divorce proceedings. Um, so very very important law, and uh, and hopefully this will lead to this is the idealist in me uh, more amicable uh, separations and more amicable ways of resolving familial disputes. Ludmilla Yamalova is the managing partner of the Dubai-based law firm Yamalova and Pletka. As ever, really appreciate your expertise. Always a pleasure to be chatting with you, Tim. Thank you. That's another edition of Logical, this time considering Federal Decree Number 10 of 2019, the UAE's new domestic abuse law. Now, we can't cover every aspect of the UAE's legal world in each episode, but if there's a legal question you'd like answered, find us via lylawyers.com or any of our social channels, and we'll try to answer it in a future episode of Logical. For a legal consultation, hit the contact button at lylawyers.com or WhatsApp direct. 00971 is the country code 525251611.